Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? <laughs> Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Well, hey again, beloveds. Happy Monday. Welcome to a new week of Really Riley. And I got to say thank you, thank you, thank you to you guys for coming back to my little corner of the world. Um, so a lot of you guys have been new here in the last week that we have done the relaunch of the really Riley podcast season two. Thanks for checking me out. Um, a lot of you guys have even emailed me and said like, I don't do podcasts, but I'm going to download an app to listen to yours. So you guys have no idea how much that means to me. I just really appreciate all of the texts, all of the emails you've sent me, all of the DMS, all of the comments, like y'all have made me just like the happiest girl in the world. Um, because this is my new baby. This is my new business venture. This is the new thing that's going to support my family, my passion, my career, and keep me connected with you. Um, so I'm really, really happy. I'm really, really happy you guys are loving it. Um, I decided to launch this podcast um, on the first day of International Women's Month in March, which we know we're in March, because um, I thought that was pretty poignant, you know, to come back and have my own like little project or, you know, relaunching of my project, getting my voice back after getting fired. And I started thinking the other day about like just International Women's Day stories. And I just kind of did a little gander on Google. And it's no secret that I like obsess over Bethany Frankel. Like I think she's a little bit polarizing now sometimes, but I like obsessed with her since way back when, when she was an OG on Real Housewives of New York. Side note, I'm not even going to get into all that drama from Vanderpump Rules on Bravo. Like, that's a whole other podcast, but damn, that was drama. Any will be, I got off track. Um, Bethany Frankel. So I love her story. Like, she's a woman of trauma. Like, her childhood was insane. You know, she's had many troubles in relationships. She even, like, wrote a book about it. You know, like, I, um, what was it called? I suck at relationships, so you don't have to. I love her book, Coming from a Place of Yes. I'm in the middle of her um, book, Business is Personal. Like, I think sometimes she gets it a little wrong because she gets to be, like, you know, I know it all. That's, like, one of her catchphrases. But, you know, she's a bad bee, literally. Um, so I saw this article on her. This happened, like, a month ago. So I know I'm kind of late to the game on this one, but it's pertinent right now. She was talking about how she doesn't support all women because a bunch of people were saying she was a non-woman supporter or whatever, or she just like doesn't support women, which is like the cardinal sin for some reason, if you're a woman. Um, and she was saying something about Kim Kardashian, Gwyneth Paltrow, how like a lot of their polarizing stuff just doesn't create like a viable image for women. Don't quote me. That may not be exactly what she said, but that's what I got from it. But she was like saying... I support my friends that I've had for decades. I support the women that I work with, that I have worked with, my partners. She also said, I support good women. I like this. I support strong, flawed, honest, charitable, selfless, involving, vulnerable, good women. Like That's a loaded comment, but I love every little bit of that. Um, 
then she was also talking about like so I'm sitting here thinking I'm like I don't like the flack that she got about this because she was just being very real and very honest and it's part of what I like about her but it's honestly something that when you say that I don't support all women people are like me 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 so in the comments people were going off on her but the context you got to like go to the nitty-gritty of it and realize what she's actually saying so I actually agree with her she said we don't need the bullshit of the women supporting women we need all of the we don't need all of the sanctimonious aloe vera cover bullshit. We just need to need it straight, no chaser. She said, just give it to us straight. We support women, but we don't support bullshit. Cheers to less bullshit in 2023. Amen, Miss Frankel. Amen, Bethany. Because I don't necessarily support all women either. Like I don't feel as though just because we both have a taco down there versus a hot dog, that we just have to blindly support each other. Like, I agree with her. Supporting good people, supporting driven people, supporting people that are just, like, kind humans in general, men and women. But, you know, it's International Women's Month, so we're talking about women here. But I just, I have been in a lot of situations throughout my life through my career of radio, throughout my careers before radio that involved working with a lot of women. I've told this story on the air and on Instagram for years that I worked at um, Hooters and Winghouse, which Winghouse is the same thing as Hooters. It's just like a chain in just Florida, all women. And woof, that was a trip, man, because you put a bunch of women together and there's a lot of emotions and things like that. But like, I've also always said, like, I'm a girly girl with a twist of tomboy. Like, I am a tough not a tough guy, but a tough woman, whatever. Like I was born with a set of balls, I think. <laughs> but I've always been one to hang out with the guys. Again, 20 years in radio it was predominantly men when I first started and it's semi still is, I, you know. Um, but honestly, there's been a lot of situations where it's like it's been through any of those careers that I mentioned or, work, or jobs that I just mentioned that it's set up to look like everybody supports everybody and everybody's kumbaya and that's like your job to portray that. And it's not like, oh my God. Like I remember just working, you know, like in the restaurants around all the women that it's just like, it's supposed to be just like, oh my God, we all love each other. But really they're all like stealing each other's makeup and hiding each other's tampons. True story. I won't tell you which one that happened at, but it's like not all kumbaya and skittles and rainbows it's just not and I have become okay with saying like no I don't support every single woman out there and I'd take a gasp as I say that because people are like oh what you know because if you just took that one blurp in and within itself and you put it into some other context it sounds really shitty but bear with me so I was looking up this article, I have to find it now, um, written by, what was her name, Dr. Sean Andrews. So it was actually an old article, but it was from Forbes that she just wrote about why this is that women don't always support other women. There's like a psychological, mental, emotional aspect to it besides just being, oh, we're just catty bitches. So she is a best-selling author. She's a keynote speaker. She writes um, things on gender bias and leadership. A lot of her stuff is on the gender bias stuff, but I'm not really even going there with that. 
right now on that. This is just whatever I read through this article that sounds like I'm talking about gender bias. It's not where I'm going. I'm just reading what she writes. Um, but it was interesting what she said that the the actual like physical emotional reasons why women don't always get along. So she does a lot of presentations and workshops and business school courses. God, I'd love to do that again someday. I mean, not again. I've done one workshop on manifesting, but I would like to do more of those. So coming soon. Um, she said the most common question that she received from audiences, why women don't support other women. So she wrote this article that she said, first, there's an invisible natural law in the female culture that helps to shape how women interact with other women at work and in their personal lives. It's called the power dead even rule. This I was like, what the hell is that? So it's a term coined by Pat Heim and colleagues in Hardball for Women Winning in the Game of Business. I like how the name of that is for women, but it says Hardball. <laughs> anyway, so apparently this rule that was the, what was it again? The power dead even rule. I'm going to write that one down. I like that. Um, the rule governs relationships, power, and self-esteem. So apparently by this by way of this uh, thought, for a healthy relationship to be possible between women, the self-esteem and power of one must be, in the eyes of each woman, similar in weight to the self-esteem and power of the other. I guess it's very, very fancy mumbo-jumbo to being like, okay, if you're the same as me or we're the same in talent, in beauty, in money, and blah, 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 blah. If we're the same, on the same level, we're good. I can support you. But then it goes on to say, when the power balance gets disrupted, such as a woman rising in status above another woman, uh -huh, women might talk behind their back. Yeah. Ostracize her from the group or belittle her. Yeah. Um, these, behavior, these behaviors are, preserve, are to preserve the dead even power relationship that women have grown up with their entire lives. And apparently this is a subconscious process. I am not, you know, an author and I'm not a keynote speaker and I haven't done tons of research on this, but I think that's a little bit of bull, bull crap because they're saying this invisible rule that subconscious drives their behavior. But honestly, I think some women are just bitches. I'm not saying all, but I'm saying that like it might be an eight and I, I don't know. Like I, this is saying that it's an innate, but I have always said like I only compete with me. You guys have heard me say that a million times on the air. So that's not like me trying to be pretty for the purposes of what I'm saying in this podcast. I just don't compete with other women. I feel like jealousy is a useless emotion. I've said that over and over and over again. It does nothing for you. So it's like, I mean, I also believe in karma, hence the karma candle collection that I launched last week. And thank you guys so much for your support there. Oh my God, it means the world to me. And I can't wait for you guys to get these. And we're launching two more today based on all of these experiences and stories. Um, but yeah, like I don't think that all of this is like subconscious. I think sometimes women actively go out for other women and then try to like smile and be so sweet and I'm, you know, the best ever. And no, I think some of that is intentional for sure. So they also say a second reason relates to our emotional intelligence. This is their words, not mine. This is in my re in the research on the book of power of perception. Ooh, I want to read that. She said, this author, I show that women at higher level, no, at higher leader levels, leadership levels tend to display more male-specific EQ assertiveness and confidence than leverage. Okay, so basically she's trying to say in very fancy terms that I'm apparently having trouble getting out of my mouth 
that the women that have higher leadership levels or skills tend to be more like males. They have, they don't have interpersonal relationships and empathy, I guess, in the workplace. She said, if a female leader puts less of a premium on the value of relationships, she may not spend time to necessarily cultivate relationships with junior women. This is also called the queen bee syndrome. Oh, so when women believe, behave in ways that are more typical of men to display toughness and fit in, this is apparently why women don't get along, like a subliminal thing that happens. For women at the very top, their part of success is convincing men that they aren't like the other women. Ugh. Okay. I don't know that I believe in all that because I do think I've been two sides of the coin here. Um, I don't think that I've never, like, that I just don't have time to cultivate relationships with junior women, as they say, because I don't look at other women that might have not been on the air longer than me or not, or, you know, might not have had more experience in me as junior women. I have always said this, even though I had mostly male mentors coming up in radio that like, if I can change one person's life, the way that my mentors changed mine, that that meant a lot to me. That meant everything to me. I still think that way. You know, it didn't really matter like what I had going on. I may not get to it at that particular point, but if somebody needed my help, I was going to give them my help and I was going to give it an honest way. Like, I mean, I had some women in my early days that like didn't go out of their way to help, but they didn't not help either. So I don't know, maybe there's a little bit of merit to that, but as for myself, I would hope if you spoke to anybody that asked me for help in that way, anybody that I worked with or anybody that I like, you know, would chat with whenever I would be on panels about, you know, radio that I was always there to help. I mean, to translate in all the things that I do. So I, my, my motto is if I can, I will, you know, so if I never did, then maybe I had a child throwing up or something, but they said a third reason is when there's a competition for spots in favored groups and that increases, then women are less inclined to bring other women along. Oh my God. Yeah. That has definitely been a Big, 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 big thing in the situations where I've worked with other women in radio and restaurants and Hooters and all the, you know, different types of things that I've done in my careers. Um, yeah, that it's like, especially in radio, you know, like there's not that many big coveted spots for women. There's more. There's a lot more than when I was coming up. That's for sure. And thank God for that. But like. I'm proud to say that I've I've held more than a few of those big coveted positions and I'm I don't know that I don't yeah I had mostly men helping me there now that I really think about it it with the exception of like a few so that's why I say when I when I go back to that part that's like oh this is a subconscious process that like women don't actually hate other women or don't actually go for other women they're just not meaning to do it bullshit if, if you want to be a good human and help other women and actually support other women and instead of just saying that you do, you will. You know, like I remember I had a woman that I worked with. She was on the morning show that I ended up getting into that slot when she went to a different market. I love you, Kenny Boo. You're my favorite person. You've always been a hero to me and you still are. But she was always there for me, like emotionally and on the job. Like she'd been in that market forever. And she was always there to help with anything and everything. And to this day, she still is. I love you. I mean, and that's to me the real meaning of like truly supporting women. Because I was this, you know, 
girl that was coming in and I was new to the station and I was new to the market and I was younger than her. And it could have been a situation where she was like, who is this bitch? But she wasn't that way. She was confident as hell as who she was as a woman, as a person, as a radio personality. She's still kicking it. (laughs) Hey, Kenny, I'm not doing it anymore, but you are. I'm kidding. But she was always there to help above and beyond. Here it is. What are we? 15 years later? And she's still helping me. This, This is what I'm saying. If you truly want to support women, you can. So they say in this article, a fourth reason is that because of obstacles women face in their career and corporate environments, the achievement, the achievement of hard-fought success affects their attitude, basically. It's like a whole thing they say in here, I figured it out and you should too. They said executive women are overly encumbered with daily duties and responsibilities and don't take time to mentor and support young women. Okay, I'm twofold on this one. I'm kind of being a flip-flopper because I do believe, yes, I figured it out, so you should too, in a sense of like, you shouldn't get special treatment or you shouldn't like not have to fight the hard fight to get to that position that I did because I fought that damn hard for it. I'm not saying every hardship has to be that way, but if you're in a situation where you fought your ass off to get there And then there's another woman just kind of basically riding your coattails or only tries hard when she sees you succeeding. And other than that, just kind of chills back on her laurels. Like, yeah, I I, I believe that. I figured it out so you should too. A hundred percent I believe that. You know, like, I don't believe in the part that like you're overly encumbered with your daily duties and responsibilities and don't take time to mentor and support other women. No, I don't believe that. I don't ever want to be that way. I hope I never, if, I don't care how big or how far I go, I always want to be able to help somebody take the next step forward. That's what life's about. It's that whole saying about like, people never remember what you did, but they remember how you made them feel. That's, a, that's another credo. Like that's honestly up there with we got this, friends. Um, yeah, I mean, I've had talks with some of the highest women in this industry and they took at least five minutes to give me a little bit of advice, to give me a little bit of just oomph, hope, whatever it is. I'm not saying you have to give them the entire playbook to say that you're supporting women. Just give them a second. Give them a minute. Because sometimes that minute is all the hope and the oomph that you need. Period. You know, my husband says to me a lot of times, like, babe, when you're, you know, in your DMs, sometimes at like one, two o'clock in the morning and you're answering people's, you know, questions about things or, you know, you're walking them through how to do something like you're not their mother. You're not their teacher. Like sometimes you can put it down. And I'm like, no, I kind of can't. But I, I, I take that as an honor. I take that as an honor that I have something that somebody would want to learn from me. Cause again, that was me once upon a time. And I'd never not want to think that way, but that's for everybody. I mean, that's for men, for women, for whatever. But again, I can say that and still say that I don't support every single woman. And I don't think I should feel bad about that. So the last one on this list, it was finally some people argue that patriarchal, can't say that word, workplaces have socialized employees into believing and acting like women are less valuable valuable based on power, privilege, and status. Ugh. Yikes. That's a whole can of worms right there. They said workplace cultures that are more masculine makes it difficult for women to truly support each other. 
You know, when I think about it, 90% of every workplace I've ever been in, that was like any restaurant I've ever been in, any bathing suit shop that I worked in, any, you know, radio person, you know, show or when I was by myself on the air, like um, every single, um, yeah, like every, almost every single one of my bosses were male. And sales most of the yeah like not most of the sales people there were women there too but I could see how this is true that like when there's a lot of male dominance in whatever industry you're in it does make it hard for women to support each other I, I don't know I don't know I don't think that I like this maybe this is like I said I am not an author I am not a keynote speaker so I can't say that this is false but I think for me, there's ways to do like what Bethany Frankel said, cut the bullshit. If you're going to support a woman, really support her and not just try to pretend that you do. You know, it's like the thing that always annoys me most is when people, and I guess we'll go with women here because this is what we're on the topic of, like slap you with a smile. It's just like they're the sweetest thing ever. They're just, they would never like, oh my God, how could they, they don't have a mean bone in their body. I've run into that so much. And then like behind the scenes, they're like complete assholes. And I have a lot of times been like labeled as a bitch or an asshole because I'm very real. Like I don't slap you with a smile. Like I hate that. I hate that when people will like jab, 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 jab with like little bitchy things. And then when you come up and you right hook them, all of a sudden they're crying like, oh my God, she's so awful. Like, that's the type of woman I don't support at all. There's been too many abundance of those in my career that that's when that goes back to the whole, I figured it out, you should too. Like, look, I have embarrassingly, especially in the last year, cried in front of my bosses, but not to get sympathy, not to like gain any kind of like, oh, you poor thing, it's okay. Like I don't do that. And I that's that's another type of woman I can't support if you constantly cry and use your ovaries to get pity to get where you want to go. I don't support that at all. I mean, and this is this 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 might get me in trouble a little bit. I don't support sleeping with people in your office to get where you want to go. You know? I don't like that. I just, no. And I have always said that, you know, I didn't do any favors to get where I got in radio. And I would like to say that I got pretty far and I'm pretty proud of it. It just wasn't my jam, you know? And I don't know. I'm not perfect and I'm not trying to pretend that I am. But I think it's important to take that pressure off of women to just blindly support other women. And I mean, especially in the entertainment business, because it's a persona, right? Perception is reality. But when you live in a reality that is 100% not that perception, it messes with your mind bad. Because then there's a lot of times where you don't know what's real and what's false. And then even if you do and you have to keep up with the persona that women support women and everybody's best friends. It sucks. Bad. And again, really, Riley, I like to be real about shit. So it, it got me to thinking about a couple of times that like I was dealing with other women and like what stories would pop in my head about 
like situations where I wasn't supported as a woman, but it seemed like I was. Ugh, and it made me kind of blah, 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 you know, because we've been going through this like um, journey in this whole third podcast we got going on here. We're far into it, aren't we, friends? No, I'm kidding. But like, you know, the last podcast that I gave you when I debuted the Karma Collection Candles, I was talking to you about turning pain into creativity. And when I was thinking about the certain instances where women did not support me and I felt trapped in that, well, we did a couple more for the Karma Collection, but I wanted to give you the stories that inspired them. I've done a lot of soul searching over the last couple of months and it's, um, it's really good because like I can get it out there, be creative about it, release it and hopefully inspire you guys while I do it. Cause at the end of the day, that's really why I'm talking about this stuff because I've always said like once, once I get it out and once I, you know, move forward and get over it, then it's done. You're dust to me. If you've hurt me, you know, go forth and conquer God bless and all the things you go do. You're not in my stratosphere anymore. I don't care. But I'm a person that has to like get it out somehow. And that's how I got it out before I had my podcast back, which I'm so grateful for. Um, was in my candles. Um, so back to the stories that inspired this. So this was a situation where I was becoming part of a team that I like was so excited to be a part of. I was so, so, so excited for this. Hold on. Let me get a drink of water because this one brings up a lot. Okay. <clears throat> um, there was like this big event and I was so excited. It was this, this really, really big time in my life that I was very proud to be where I was at. And I don't think that the reception was reciprocal at all. You know, and there was women in the situation. Some were super supportive. Some were not. Some were not. So in this situation, um, it was like a welcome to the team, like inaugural, not, it wasn't a welcome to the team for me, but it was like our inaugural thing that we were doing together. The team was coming together. Things were full steam ahead. Um, and I remember this person said to me, and I mean, we're in front of a lot of people, so it was just like, you know, she has a big smile on her face, and I'm thinking everything is like kumbaya, and <laughs> I still to this day, I can't believe this is a real thing. It was, you know what, Riley? I know how to wrap my hands, like MMA style, and I'm going to tell you, this team has been through a lot, and if you fuck this up, I'm coming for you. Uh, uh, huh? Huh? And I remember being like, uh, excuse me, what? Like, does this girl know me? <laughs> like, this girl, no, she didn't. No, she did not. Like, she didn't know old school hoochie hoop Riley. Like, hold my hoops, let's, let's go. You know, like, in my head, though, at that time, like, I didn't even feel that. I was just, like, so devastated that I was like, what no what huh like is this what I just walked into oh my god and ugh, also you know like I ended up just you know fluffing it off at the time 
But now when I think about it in my head, I'm like, girl, I wish you would. You know, like that's that's what I wish I would have said with that same like fake smile. I wish I would have said that. But I remember I was like just frozen. And I just kind of laughed it off. And I was like, hee, 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 hee. Like I, because I wanted things to be kumbaya. I wanted to be in a great space with these teammates. And it stayed that way. You know, it was like the, what was the one thing that they said? Like the higher, I have to go back to that phrase that I keep forgetting. Like the um, power dead even rule. That was big. And I, I never wanted the power of that. I was the newer one coming into the group. So I didn't want that. But there was like no way that I wasn't going to just be me and do what I was supposed to do. But even doing that always seemed to get me ostracized. And with this person that I was telling you about, I was just like, I just couldn't believe that. But if I say it now, it's like, what? You know, people can't believe that women don't support other women, especially in some of the situations I've been in. Like, yeah. And the psychological brouhaha that that messes with your head is bad, man. Because I remember thinking, like, am I really that bad? Like, what did I do? I would go over it for months. And then after a while in that particular place of employment, I was just like, yeah, I'm not feeling this. I don't support this person. And if I'm truthful, it was like, I had it in my head that like, you are one day going to be a person that I'm not going to be sad to say goodbye to at all you know and I've never said that out loud before and I'm not I mean it was like there was other situations with the same person that I was like wow what the fuck did I do with you to you just besides breathe like what did I do and I remember one time that like all of us the team were together and like we were at a pool party and it was like, I don't even know what the context of the conversation was, but you know, I was in a really bad place in my life at that time. And I think I had told this person that too. And I remember saying like how much I had admired like her relationship and how I thought it was really great and nothing but praise for it. And I remember, uh, like I remember hearing at the corner of my ear, it was just like, oh my God, I'm not desperate. I'm not Riley. (laughs) What? And I, again, old school hoochie hoop Riley did not come out. Like, I just was like, wow. Like, ew, why? I just couldn't fathom what that was all about because, you know, we weren't teenagers. And I was just like, that's just yuck. And I remember always being really, really, like, messed up about that because, I'm a person that is so real that a lot of times I would like just end up not messing with that person. I was like, all right, I, just, I, don't, I don't fuck with you. I just don't because I see you. But that ended up being a situation where it was like, well, you don't support women. Okay, maybe I don't. Maybe not that one. And it's things that you can get over for sure because I know that in the context of the way that I'm like, you know, talking about it, it seems like that's it. You couldn't get over it. Like, trust me, I tried. 
Trust me, I tried. But I also have read a lot and, you know, in my therapy, like it's like people that grow up with trauma and have been surrounded by a lot of trauma and continue to go through trauma throughout their lives, they, they develop the sixth sense about people. It's because when you're a kid and you have to learn really quickly who's safe and unsafe, that you pick that out in people quickly. And usually your gut tells you the truth right away. But a lot of times, you know, again, you want to think, oh, you know, stop. You're just da-da-da-da. And like, I tried so hard. Like, I used to kiss ass with this person. And to me now, I'm just like, God, no. I mean, but I'm proud that I tried. I'm proud that like, even even as I knew that like I was not going to be in this position forever, like I ended up having a conversation with that person towards the end that I honestly don't even want to go into right now because it's painful. Because like the maliciousness that was there, it's just like, ugh, like I was right about you all along and the hours and times that I spent trying to figure out how I could like win you over and like be cool with you. Well, all the while, like knowing, like, eh. yuck. <sighs> but what I'm saying to you guys is that, like, if you're real and authentic and professional in the workplace, side note, I don't think you have to support all women in, like, the workplace, on a team. Like, do you have to work together? I would think so. You can't be, like, going off on people at the office, you know? Because, <laughs> like, No. And what's done in the dark always comes to light. So it's not necessarily your job to be like the whistleblower and and look like the one that doesn't support all women. You know, like everything that's meant for you is going to be for you, you know. And however hard it is to like bring up some of these situations, circumstances, and I don't bring them up to be petty. I bring them up to heal. Like I'm so happy that you guys have related I'm so happy that you guys love the stuff that I've put my soul into and like, you know, because I consider my candles art in a sense. And like, I think sometimes art that comes from like pain or like experiences is the best kind. Um, so yeah, let's get to the debut of the latest in the Karma Collection. Um, and the other ones, there's still a few left of the Who Wants to Smoke and the 23 is My Year to Be Jordan. So if you guys saw them and loved them, there's still a couple left if you want to grab those. Um, first one is um, Imitation Ain't Flattery. Because I remember, like, you know, me telling you that, like, this person would never, like, buck up until it was a situation where I was succeeding. And then it was always, like, that person that was in, like, a group project. And they didn't really do much but say, oh, yeah, yeah, this is this is what we did. And wouldn't bring much to the table, but somehow, like, would never stay in their lane. Ugh. That was, like, that was, that was the memory that would pop up when I did this candle. And I love the way that it looks because it's matte black. It's got white, like, full-on, just very distinct, like, New Times Roman, bold lettering on it. Just imitation and flattery. And... It has the same labradite on it that the Who Wants the Smoke one did, but I did all labradite. It's a labradite crystal point and the labradite chips. And I'll read you the description of the labradite again. It's a gray flash stone. It's like grayish silver and it's got the flashes in it like an opal would. 
and it says, bring clarity to the inner self, awakens freedom and balance, peace, and frees anxiety, and also opens your eyes to things you didn't see before. And that one is in the scent sparkling rosé. Smells really crisp and really clean and really pretty. So the next one is, this is one of my favorite sayings that I always, I've always said. Always, always, always. Um, it's the I'm nice until I'm not candle. Now this one is the same matte black, also in sparkling rosé scent. Um, it's the, the black obsidian is the stone. Sorry, I just got a little off kilt there because it's not called sparkling rosé. It's called vanilla rosé. I didn't know if I wanted to say that name, but it is. It's called Vanilla Rosé. So um, it's Black Obsidian, the Stone of Protection, draws one inward toward a place of truth, the Stone of Integrity, and deep soul cleansing, and it stimulates growth on all levels. And I like that one because in the situation where I've had to ever think or say or act as though I'm nice until I'm not, Growth on all levels, that doesn't just go for one person in a situation. It goes for everybody involved. I do really pray for growth on all levels. I pray honestly for growth and peace and, and forward motion on all levels. Because just because I called this the karma collection doesn't mean that I wish bad karma on anyone. Karma's going to do what she wants to do. I am not mother karma. And I also think, you know, you what you what you put out there, you get back times three. So I don't wish ill on anyone. Go forth, succeed. You know, like I use this is the way that I like to think about people that are no longer in my life for reasons that were unfavorable. It's like you're out of my you're out of my stratosphere now. What you do with your life, good or bad, is on you. And I hope you do great. I really do hope you do great. And that's not one of those slap you with a smile moments. That's just really true. Because good, bad, or indifferent at one space, you were in my stratosphere. And I can't be the person that wishes you bad karma just because I was hurt at the time you were in my life. And trust me, that takes a lot of therapy and healing to feel that way. But again, I'm nice until I'm not. <laughs> so... The imitation ain't flattery and the nice until I'm not are going to be up in the Etsy shop. I'm also going to post them on my Instagram. And I have a new Instagram, you guys, because I started a Really Riley podcast Instagram where I'm going to post more of these videos. So if you wanted to watch like certain clips of it or whatever, I'm also going to post a lot of other like new fun clip things up there <laughs> um, because I'm excited to expand this and grow it and maybe I'll ask some questions there. Speaking of questions, um, we're doing this podcast Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Wednesday we're bringing back Ask Riley. So that was a segment that I had created that I love doing with you guys where you guys would like, it just started where you guys were always DMing me for advice. And I was like, well, let's make a thing out of this. And I want to bring it back because it did so well and I've missed it. So if you have a question for me, whatever it is, relationship questions, marriage questions, parenting questions, fitness questions. I mean, we've had the gamut of questions like family relationship questions. 
I'd like to say and think that I've lived a lot of life and I'd like to say and think that I keep it real. I'd like to say and think that I'm going to always give you my opinion in a really fair, like what would Riley do position, like no judgment whatsoever. And I know that that sounds kind of weird because this podcast about me saying that I don't necessarily support all women. You're like, ooh, I don't know if I want to ask this bitch anything, but I promise I don't bite. I mean, (laughs) hard anyway. But if you guys want to text in any Ask Riley questions or please with the feedback, you guys, a lot of times you guys have sent me feedback. You're like, please don't hate me. No, please tell me the good, the bad, the ugly, the nitty gritty. I want to hear it all. Um, You can email at reallyreillypodcast at gmail.com. The text line is 410-604-8895. Instagram is at Riley Couture, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's also Facebook. Snapchat is Radio Recon. Um, Again, the new Really Riley podcast is also Instagram. And then TikTok is Riley Couture 7. Um, Do me a little fave, you guys. If you like what you hear, please like, subscribe, comment, leave a review, and do me a fave and share it because I want this to be my biggest source of pride. And I want to put out good stuff and I want to keep it going. And I can't do it without you guys. So if you could do me that solid, I'd appreciate you. Um, But yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will be back on Wednesday with another Ask Riley. I'm so excited to bring that back. Um, I love you guys. It's really Riley.